You are Locked On Celtics, your daily Celtics podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Man, I'm so, I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Oh, my mama. Oh, my mama made it, ma. Celtics podcast with the Rain and Jays. Today it's me, your boy Jay King from The Athletic, here with Sam Jam Packard, formerly of WEEI. Not too much going on in the Celtics world. We got Stephen A. Smith talking about LeBron James. We'll probably discuss a little bit of that, but we're mostly going to focus this show on questions from you, the people. Before the show, we ask people to Tweet us at with the hashtag either Rain and Jays or Rain and Junk, and some of you some of you brought in some good questions, so we'll we'll get we'll get it we'll get it kicked off. Sam, let's let's go to you. What what's the number one question you want to hear, man? The number one question I want to hear. They're all on the Rain and Junk. This is the return of of Summer Junk, uh, which we uh, I invented last year because there's nothing to talk about in the summer. So I'm just. I'm just wel- welcoming everyone back to summer junk season. Um, so my my questions are in the ha- latter half of the show, but I think we should start off tonight with that crazy Stephen A. Smith rumor. Um, this question's from King Hey Chung, KHC the Great. If we can get LeBron James, do we have to <laughs> trade Kyrie? So if we had the choice, LBJ for number 18 next year or keep Kyrie for a chance or more in the future? I, I mean... It, there's, they're just not getting LeBron James. It's just not a thing. I don't know what Stephen A. Smith is talking about, but it's just, it's not going to happen. And y'all are insane. Yeah, it, uh, it's been like two days of summer. We already have an absurd Jalen Brown rumor and a LeBron James rumor. You guys are just thirsty. All right, thirsty for rumors. It's a, it's a crazy talk. I, I will say this though, the it's the longest of long shots. It would involve going through hoops to trade stars it would involve clearing a ton of salary space it would involve potentially massaging the relationship between Kyrie and LeBron there are a lot of things a lot of reasons why it's a super 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 long shot I will say this though if you're LeBron James and you want to win a title Boston makes a lot of sense and if you're LeBron James and you want to win a title, you have already shown the power of an individual person and the power that that one player can can pull off. And so the Celtics, like they, their whole thing has been building a sustainable contender. They want to be as good as they can for as long as they can and give themselves as many chances to win a title as they can. Does LeBron fit into that? No. But he's LeBron James. He's LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. 
And all right, let's go down the crazy rabbit hole then. LeBron James would have to opt into his contract, and then <laughs> they'd have to facilitate a trade that way. I, I, to match salaries, you're going to need to put Gordon Hayward or Al Horford in there. What's going on here? Let's let's play. If we're going to go down the hypothetical wormhole, we might as well explore it in full. We 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 don't have to explore it in full. It's such a long shot. No, Jay, that's exactly what I just wanted to do. Give me the deal. Uh, Gordon Hayward. I'm not. I'm not even going to discuss this because it's it's not going to happen. But I I just wanted to say that piece about well, LeBron. Don't give me the nonsense of like uh the whole your past five minutes of soliloquy. If it's never going to happen, I just either play the game or don't play the game, J King. Does does it does it not make sense for LeBron to at least consider the Celtics, given the fact that he knows he's going to have to knock off the Warriors? I think it makes sense for LeBron. I just don't think it's ever going to happen the Celtics are his main rival that's why I was trying to think of like if you're LeBron okay maybe I can get you to play the game this way if you're LeBron where like who do you want to remain on the Celtics if you end up get trading to them I'm assuming he wants Kyrie there because Kyrie he knows how valuable his scoring is in the playoffs but like who like what would the trade be going back I feel like he want to keep Horford around because he's amazing that's my alarm. And the young guys. I don't know. I just can't think of a trade for it. That's why maybe maybe I'm bad at playing the game, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's LeBron. So, I mean, at some point, you'd have to be like, okay, we'd have to give a whole crap ton, but it's LeBron. And we'd have to sacrifice future years. We'd have to sacrifice some of our younger guys. We'd have to move from whether it be like a, a star in Hayward, who's 27 or 28, however old he is, a star in Kyrie, who's whatever age he is, a star in Horford, who's uh, even he's a couple years younger than LeBron. Or you could be like, it's LeBron, and we'll get him now. We'll try to win a title or two before he starts to slow down, and boom. So, I, I mean, again, it's not happening. I just see how he could look at Boston's situation and be attracted to it. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think he would ever go to Boston. I think there are other situations like Houston that make more sense where he can go and play with one of his good friends and Chris Paul and compete for a title and have all the same chances he would in Boston. But Boston, Boston's an attractive option for anybody out there, even though Boston has no cap space and would have to go through major, major hoops and make major, major sacrifices for a chance to go after LeBron. So that's all I'm saying. But let's let's move on to the next topic. I'm I'm done with this LeBron <laughs> crap. This this was this was the single dumbest story to come out of sports ra- sports radio, sports TV, sports anything today. You guys heard it here for us. J King saying LeBron to Boston is what he's trying to say. Uh, moving on. Uh this is from Adi Shepard. What do you think Isaiah's future is going to look like? I mean, I hope he gets healthy. I hope he can return to his high-scoring ways. I, when he was on, that one year when he averaged 29 points per game, he was probably the NBA's most electric performer. He wasn't the best. He obviously had flaws, especially defensively. But he was the most electric performer. The Celtics could count on him for 30 every single night. And he did it with a flair and a bravado and just a certain sense of magic to him. 
that was unbelievable to watch for an entire season. So I hope he gets back to that. I have no idea what his hip will look like after surgery. Obviously, if you look around at other guys with hip injuries, some of the some of the results in the past have been troubling. There are a couple guys who have come back from it and played really well. Um, but that, that's, he's a huge question mark right now. It came at a bad time with him entering free agency. But when he was in that one year, man, he, he was just a s- spectacle to watch. Yeah, and it really it does depend on that hit because that one year was fueled by just his quickness and his ability to get by dudes. And so I don't know what the – the best situation for him is, is a team where you can play five out where he can get as much space and he can really attack the rim. Um, I think play, him playing with Al Horford in that year had a, had a huge – like that was a big reason for his – his kind of jump in um, just putting up numbers because he just had I, I want to say though more space. I want to say though his true shooting percentage that year was almost even whether Al was on or off the court. I I want wow. to say that I'm not 100 percent sure, but I remember looking at the stats at some point, and I'm pretty sure it was almost identical. I'm actually going to check myself on that right now because but logically it would make sense that he played a a lot of minutes with Al Horford, and Al Horford being on the I think the the idea makes sense that you just don't want him to play with a traditional big. You'd rather play someone like who could pop out with him. I don't know where he ends up. I have no idea what kind of what the market is because no one really knows how healthy he's going to be. Um, but yeah, I agree with you completely. Like you hope he gets healthy uh, just because he was a so much fun to watch. I think he could he could help help a team. I don't know if he's gonna. He's definitely a starting point guard, and he's definitely a t- like can get you buckets in the playoffs. But um, his defense. If he's not completely healthy, like he he played his ass off, but if, he, if he's a you know, like a step slow and still like five seven, uh, it's gonna be tough. So I've, that's the thing about NBA free agency. You have no idea what the market is. Hopefully, he just gets paid an absurd amount, like all NBA free agents do, because uh, I'm rooting for him. Yeah, that that would be cool. Um, so I'm looking at the advanced numbers right now from 2016-17. He shot. 62.5% true shooting with Horford on the bench and 62.5% true shooting with Horford on the court. Shout out to Oh, the, nice. Shout out to the kid. 942 minutes with Horford on the bench, by the way. But they, they still had like Kelly Olynyk a lot of the time or That's true. They had another space big but Amir a nice Johnson pull from uh from the kid there. Yeah, I don't know why That's I remember why he works that. That's the athletic and I'm formerly of WEEI. The difference is here. There's there's rules to this game. Um, levels to this moving on to Xavier Gata which of the middling pieces I don't know if we need uh, needed that adjective but which of the middling pieces parentheses Ojale Yabu Bird Allen Gibson or rookies will break out next year and then he has a second part of the question which I'll ask you after you answer that first one so who do you think is going to break out out of the kind of the first or second year players okay break out I don't know if anyone's going to break out because I think the Celtics have a lot of really good players. And once everyone gets healthy, assuming everyone gets healthy, there's just not going to be a lot of opportunity for guys. I think Ojale, if he gets a little confidence, if he starts to knock down shots, has a real opportunity to play minutes. Because especially if they decide to move Marcus Morris or something before his the last year of his deal, Ojale's defense already got him on the court as a rookie. If if he can not be one of the least effective offensive players in the league, then that would be that would be nice. Uh, Yabu has like 
raw potential. I wouldn't be shocked if he totally. I wouldn't be totally shocked if he earns some sort of role as like a versatile, strong man in who can guard on the perimeter a little bit, rebound a little bit, and be a big body. Um, but I think he has a long way to go. I wouldn't be shocked if Jabari Bird earns a roster spot. But beyond that, who were the other guys mentioned? Gibson? Gibson or Kadeem Allen. I, the, my yeah, I don't, I don't think those guys will make the team. I got a wild card selection in uh, Jabari Bird. Just because it, it happened earlier today, I watched a YouTube compilation of Jabari Bird. I think it was just one game against the Bulls where he was just attacking baseline. And it was just uh, like clip after clip of Mike Gorman goes, there's Jabari Bird again attacking the baseline. And he looked amazing. I think he had like six layups in a row. So I was thoroughly impressed. And this is incredibly recency bias. But I did like what I saw from Bird during the season. And he's a, I think he's a solid defensive player and can shoot the three a little bit. So uh, he's going to be my, my wild card pick for someone who could get um, more like actual minutes. I think he's just going to be on the team for the full year instead of playing on the Red Claws. And since I agree with you, no one's really going to break out. I think Bird's going to make the biggest leap just because he's going to be with the team. Um, and that, man, that video was so cool. He had, he had like 17 baseline layups. He did have a, a lot of baseline layups. He was the king of the baseline for the two or three games or whatever it was he played at the end of the season. Shouts to Jabari Dominated Bird. the baseline. Dominated <laughs> the baseline. Baseline king. All right, this is from at DBasketball8. Can you talk about why the Gorman made-up stories are hot air? Red's Army John addressed this and did a good job yesterday. So we hear your opinion also. So I don't even know what this is referring to. I, I'm assuming. I think it's the Kyrie. Yeah, May, I'm like, assuming May. it was referring to the Ky, Kyrie May leave thing. And I mean, I don't know whether Mike has inside information or what. He was probably just speaking. What? No, what he was Gen- doing general was common was, sense. He was speaking general he was common sense. His bets, and it was no. like just saying anything could happen, I th- which is just like a responsible thing to say. I think he was speaking general common sense, which is yes, Danny Ainge considers no one untradeable, but Kyrie Irving is a really good player who the Celtics obviously valued quite a bit when they traded for him one year ago, and they don't want to trade him. I would be very surprised if they trade him. Uh, it wasn't hot air, but I don't know why it became a huge story. It wasn't like he was reporting some some wildness. It was just, yeah, well, Kyrie only has one year left on his contract, so anything could happen. Uh, but you want to know why it got this story? It's because it's the summertime and the people are thirsty. They're thirsty for rumors, and anything will get aggregated, and people will it'll, like it's the it's the people out there, you, the listeners, who get very excited about anything said in the off season. Um, so I'm just going to blame everyone else instead of Mike Gorman because Mike Gorman's a saint. And, I mean, w- we talked about the Stephen A. LeBron thing first thing today. So we we are part of the, problem. Part of the problem. We are part of the problem. We're hot air, too. Of course. Um, next. Oh, I forgot to ask the second part of uh, Zavi Gata's question, which is important. What do you think Tice's role will be next year? That probably the same as it was this year. <laughs> um, I, I do think the Celtics will try to play smaller next year. I do think they'll start Horford at center next to Hayward, Brown, Tatum, and Kyrie. I do think they'll push Aaron Baines or whatever other center free agent they sign 
to the bench. And so I think Tice will have a competition for backup center minutes with that guy. Obviously, Tice showed he can play the four a little bit. He's a versatile option. He can switch. I think the Celtics missed that in the playoffs. He would have certainly played some minutes in the playoffs. Uh, so Tice, it'll be probably pretty similar. Won't be too different. Tice will be exactly the same, which is brilliant. He was he was awesome. And he's a huge Scary Terry fan, which is fantastic. Um, Big Scary Terry fan. Rainy, final rainy. He also wore the Scary Terry shirt with a sport coat, which I thought was a classy look. Uh, by the way, Terry Rozier is a competitor now. He's entering the podcast game. That was that was on the rainy junk, but we can talk about that right now. Uh, yeah, Terry Rozier going to be every Thursdays on uh, Mixtape. Uh, which I'm super excited about because other than our podcast, that's actually my favorite podcast. And uh, I just think that's going to be some great content. Terry Rozier, he's got a winning personality and he's going to be talking in front of an open mic once a week uh, with an already good, like two good dudes in Tyler and Coley. I'm excited for it. I think we should have our own reaction segment just to whatever they say on Thursday. I'll react to Thursday night. It's going to be wonderful. I'm very excited. That That's all right, so we're going to be aggregating Terry Rozier's podcast now. That's that's our new game. I mean, I don't know if you have to, but I certainly am looking forward to doing it. It's uh, yeah, he's a competition. I think it's going to go well. I don't know. He's the, the the Celtics player with the most personality. Clearly, you go to the games anytime they have a jumbotron segment. He's always the uh, one of the funnier ones. You've seen him on the. He's been on ESPN doing all these different interviews. He's a winner. He's a winning personality, so I, I think more Tito content the better. I'm not one. I don't think he, I don't see him as competition because he's an entirely different entity. We're your be, uh, favorite daily Celtics podcast. We're here for you Monday through Friday with insight that no one else gives you. Terry Rozier, it's only once a week. It's a, it's an entirely different angle. Also, did you see him drinking Tito's on the side of the road in that barstool video? I did. Yeah, he was on that wine walk and he was drinking Tito's, and I was just hoping that he brought up Tito, but I knew he wouldn't because I'm pretty sure he hates that nickname. Also, he was kind of devastated that they didn't have Henny or Patron from the sound of it. <laughs> so, shouts to Tito, the the world's newest podcaster. Shouts to him. I think that's a good transition into the reigning junk. Unless you want to answer the question, what about Summer League? Or who at Summer League are you most excited to see? Oh, not Jason Tatum. Why? I don't. I don't. I mean, Mark Murphy is my guy. Um, I just don't understand why it was ever a question whether Jason Tatum was going to be playing in summer league. That that motherfucker just averaged 18 in the playoffs. <laughs> he just he just dunked on LeBron James. You yeah, think once you dunk on LeBron James, you never should go to lot, you, like have to play in summer league ever you again. Think he the, doesn't even have to go to training camp. You think the Celtics are going to send one of their stars to summer league? You must be out your mother flipping mind. He just started. <laughs> he just started every single game except for the one at the end of the season where the Celtics sat him for um, rest and maybe one other for his finger. I don't know. Whatever the case was, he didn't miss many games. He started every single game. He was a stud. Not going to summer league, so it will not be Jason Tatum. Jabari Bird. Jabari Bird. I want to see. I want to see. I want to see Ojale with with a little bit of confidence. I want to see if he's got some swag to him. Bring it back to the the SMU days. Maybe grow the hair back. Start start firing jumpers from everywhere. Uh, I'm a big summer league guy. I'm I'm a big summer league guy. 
I was at Summer League with you last year. I know you're a big Summer League guy. Um, the most I'm going to be back at Summer League. I'm looking forward to it. But I, in terms of like Celtics players, I don't even know if they're the most uh, interesting. I think it's the guys at the top of the draft. I want to see Doncic. Uh, I don't do much internet scouting or watching of the YouTubes uh, in terms of players, but the basketball Twitters, Doncic is supposed to be the next coming. So that will be the kind of first chance to see him in person. So that would be the person I'm most excited about. Certainly with the Celtics, it's the guys we already kind of talked about. And then whoever the 27th pick is and whatever second rounders, I don't think they're going to be the most interesting summer league team. Summer league is about like kind of the, the top, the lottery picks and seeing their, their first action. So Doncic is definitely the guy I want to see. And then Mo Bamba, that guy can run faster than anyone. He, when he just came out and he ran like a faster three-quarter sprint, which is an odd distance. Uh, why is that the combine distance to sprint three, like three-fourths of the court? Doesn't really make sense to me. But uh, apparently he can do it faster than anyone, and he's apparently a super smart player. Uh, so I'm excited to see him. I guess that's another Raining Jays question is like, what do you think of these? I don't even know. I'm not even going into it. They're not going to draft Mo Bamba. He's going to be a good player, but they're not going to draft Mo Bamba. M- moving on to Raining Jump. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Um, are you? Or this is from Ricosis Guy. Are you Jam Packard, Jay King, and Renzard's John going to put together a super team for next year's media game? Hashtag Rain and Jump. I mean, we could put together a super team. I, I would argue any team with me on it is a super team. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> That. What we should do, forget the media game. We should put on like a three-on-three tournament where the three of us has to take on all comers. Um, we would get our cool. we would get our ass whipped. Yeah, well, we could do it for charity or something. I think it'd be a I think it'd be a fun event. Oh, someone someone would come and whip our ass. Probably, but that's that's good I, content I, right there. Then they can host the podcast no, I, afterwards as like a winning. Be, it'd be a good time. It's not it's not good content to get your ass whipped. It's good, good content. Well, I don't to, plan on getting my ass whipped. I plan on going down fighting, J. King. I hope but, you do the same. But I see how this would unfold, and I'm not sure I want that in my life. I'm not sure I want that problem. I think I'll just go, go and play the so media you, game. You, you can go and you can play against uh, random dudes from the radio and just like old newspaper reporters and Kyle Draper missing free throws, but. When it comes to challenging the people, you're scared. You're not even willing to not even willing to strap up the boots. Fuck it. Let's let's do it live. <laughs> <laughs> you, you gave in to peer pressure very easily. Uh, no, you challenged me. And one, once you challenged me, I decided to step to the plate. Well, see, that's going to be I'm my in. strategy before every game. I'm going to challenge you and just gonna basically just challenge you, and then you're going to rise to the occasion. Yep. I mean, I saw those shots in the media game. All you have to do, John's a big body. He can board, protect the rim, and I'm a wild card. I think we've got a chance. Yeah, we'd have a shot against most squads. It would take it would take a it would take a, a good effort to beat us. Let's just put it that way. That's fair. Um, all right, final question. Also from Xavier Gata, king of the podcast. This guy uh, submitting questions, both Rain and Junk and Rain and Jace. Um, but this is uh, which free agent of this year will you would you bring in just for the sake of Weird Celtics Twitter? Which free agent has is like the most memeable guy? Uh, that, See, this is a tough question for you because you're not a weird Celtics Twitter uh, person per se. You're not. You're not a poster. You're a legitimate uh, newsman. Who would so, you go with? Um, 
I don't know. I have to look up the uh, NBA free agent list because no one no one immediately comes to mind. I just don't think the Celtics are going to sign that many free agents this year. Is J.R. Smith um, a free agent? No, he just owed ridiculous money for the uh, a couple more years. I feel like sure. I feel like Celtics Twitter would embrace him. Like I, I feel like if someone forgot to score in an NBA Finals game, Celtics Twitter would embrace that for. They would be devastated. They would handle it uh, like they would be handle it well. They'd eventually. They would uh, be devastated at first, but I I think they would then see the humor in it, and they would <laughs> they they would have some meme fun. I don't think it would be like Cleveland just devastated and ripping apart to people. It would be like my man Hebert of Rest would he'd have fun with it, and I I think I think the people it would take a little while to digest such a brain fart. But I think the people would come around, and J.R. Smith for shit like that would be a folk hero in Boston. It's just I agree with you a hundred percent. They were just people. Celtics Twitter, weird Celtics Twitter, as a, a good, good way of staying positive. But it's too bad J.R. Smith is not a free agent. I'm looking at the list now. Lance Stevenson, I think they were. Uh, he's a, a lot of fun, but the, he has a team option with the Pacers. Lance would be an all-time um, weird Celtics Twitter. Edition. He's just a weird guy himself. I mean, he's he's a walking meme. Um, the only other person I'm seeing is uh, I think Dirk would be funny just because he's a funny dude. But I don't think he's ever leaving the Mavericks. And then the cop out answer, the most obvious answer, you just you just resign Smart. Smart is the free agent that stirs the drink. He's the one who is got the engines going on Weird Celtics Twitter. You just resign. And smart, you don't have to worry about anything else. He's got the memes. He's like that's that's the obvious answer. That's the cop out, but. He is technically a free agent. Yeah. Uh, who else? Who else would be up there? I don't. I don't know if there's others. I'm, I'm trying to look. Alfred Payton, but he cut his hair, so he's not as fun anymore. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. He is Cantor's a weird dude, but I don't think he's the right type of weird. He's kind of. I'm not a fan of him. He's a funny dude. I think. I think you're sleeping on him a little bit. Michael Beasley. Wow. Michael Beasley. How do we overlook Ooh, Michael bees, Beasley? That's the answer. Oh, my God. He destroyed the Celtics this year at the Garden. Remember he was getting an MVP chance? That was oh, that probably was the most fantastic day of my life. I would also... <laughs> that was one of the better moments of this season. I would also argue Gerald Green would be a fantastic addition. Absolutely. I, um, who else we got over here? I think people would like Kyle O'Quinn, but that's just because I really like Kyle O'Quinn. Steez? He's always been a solid. Bring back Steez? Steezma? No, oh, no. Or Jordan Crawford. Jordan Crawford. Steamsma. No, not Steamsma. Jordan Crawford. The Steez. You I, know who the real answer is? Is Mario Herzonia. His, the internet loves that guy. That guy's got a whole bunch of uh, Croatian swag. He likes to be fancy with it. He's uh he's gonna be he would come in underappreciated. It'd be a total no. reclamation project. People would love Hazonia. That's the answer. It's obvious. I think. Find Mario. I think Find Mario. I think people would hate Hazonia. I don't. No, I, I don't I, think I, the I people would disagree. I don't I think, think people the people would, would accept Mario. No, no, they would. They would. They would poop on Mario. <laughs> well. Uh, we're going to have to agree to disagree on that one. Um, but that's I'm looking at the full free agency list on Hoops Hype. It gets down to 68 players. Not so nice. Um, but uh, Nerlens, hometown guy? Not a weird Celtics Twitter guy. He'd be uh, potentially... You say that with such confidence. We have no idea. He could be hilarious. I mean, he did 
Well, didn't he try to eat a hot dog at halftime or something? Exactly. Well, the guy's got personality. What happened with the hot it. dog? What happened with the hot dog in Netherlands? I forget. Something. Uh, he went. He was before the game. He was seen getting a hot dog, and it was like a whole commotion. But no, it was at halftime. He he went to the media room. <laughs> yes, he walked and got a hot to dog. The media room and uh, got a hot dog at halftime. That's just that's hilarious. Yeah, that 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 would have been a, a banner moment for Celtics Twitter. So maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong about Nerlens. Maybe he has it in him and just hasn't unlocked his potential yet. This has been the perfect uh, raining junk question because I just don't think they're going to sign any of these free agents. But it's been great to speculate with some nonsense, and that's just exactly why the raining junk uh, hashtag was created was just for us to dwell on some nonsensical topics. Um, and so. I just appreciate everyone joining us and, and coming along for the ride. That's it. That's all the Rain and Junk questions we have. But we got we got another Rain and Jays question. Late late edition from my man Seth Seth Jib Seth Gibb. I'm not sure how to say it. If you were to describe each other's game to a current NBA, I, I think it means if you were to compare each other's game to a current NBA player, who would be Jay Jam and John? Is there anyone from the media game that would make the Baines boat? I would be driving the Baines boat, baby. I, I would be the owner of the motherfucking Baines boat. Um, bro, bro, I saw that slow-ass drive to the lane. Uh, you're not boat-worthy, man. I, this, oh, you guys was, are constantly trying to make it so the boat is just this willy-nilly ticket that anyone gets to go on. No, the boat is a privilege. And when putting you, up 30 in the media game against a bunch of scrubs is not boat-worthy. Whoa, 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 whoa. You only won by two. I could only play the game that was in front of me. Yeah, but you didn't dominate the game. I had 30. Your team barely, your team almost lost. If Kyle Draper makes some free throws, I had, it's a whole different story. I had to sit out for like 15 minutes, man. That, those were 15 minutes my team could never get back. <laughs> Sitting out is not boatworthy, man. You, you, need to, you need to become the coach. Who is your coach? Who's, who's making these rotations? I'm just saying. Dan, I don't think Dana Barros. is a Ask, special thing for NBA players, not for people in the media. I don't think anyone in the media game could have made the boat unless they dunked. Ask Dana unless Barros. they dunked on you, that was the only way a media member could make the uh, boat. Ask Dana Barros if I deserve to be on the boat. He'll tell you. He'll tell you. I, I made him look like, a, like Phil Jackson out there. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the conversation where I'd have to ex- first explain to Dana Barrows what Aaron Baines' big Australian boat was and then ask him if you belong to the boat. I think that'd be also good content. Great story about Dana Barrows. He used to coach a college team, and he did so while wearing jeans on the sideline. I d- That's badass. I did not believe that. My buddy um, refereed him when he was coaching, and so I asked Dana Barrows to confirm it a couple days ago, and he did confirm he wore jeans on the sideline of his college basketball games while he was coaching. So. Man, it would be dope to see Brad in some jeans. I've, just a cool pair, just a cool pair of Wranglers. Cool Brad on the sideline. Maybe a leather jacket too. All right, but we I got, just want to look we got to go uh, more casual Brad. We we got to go to the NBA comparisons though. Okay, um, you're going to be clearly like J.R. Smith. I think I'll be more like Al Harrington. Uh, Sort of an Al Harrington type, I would say. Like a real gunner, but every once in a while I can have a slow motion drive for an and one. Like I'm not just just a three point shooter. Um, but I'm definitely an inefficient gunner who can be shut down by most strong defenders. We're gonna go with John. 
John doesn't have a, a current NBA comparison because I feel like John's like yeah, John, the craftiest post player. He's he's a back to the back. He was a 1990s low post guy. So I don't know if there's a current guy in the league who's like that. Maybe Al Jefferson. No, I've never seen John actually play. I've shot around with him. Me neither. I'm just I'm just guessing based on uh his the era he played at Emerson and when he was overseas. Yeah. So John John's the most accomplished of us all by far. He played overseas professionally. He averaged I want to say close to 20 points. Maybe maybe even 20 points per game. I mean when with he was inflation, in college. uh yeah, I'm going to say he definitely averaged 20 points. Yeah, so uh he, I don't know who is, maybe Vitaly Potapico? <laughs> I think that's just because, John, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I think you're just saying they're, they're both big white guys. I like the Al Jefferson. I feel like John's got some crafty-ass footwork. I feel like he's sneaky like that. Well, we, neither of us have any idea, so we're, we're just spitballing out here. Uh, for you... I'm going to describe my game, and you tell me what type of player that is. I, I've because, seen you play. Uh, yeah, but he didn't remember that I was the MVP, so I don't know if I, I actually. Uh, I, I remember what you did. You're like a Corey. Here's Br- what I do. I have zero offensive game. I'm not going to score. My main attribute is energy, uh, and that's defensive. Uh, on the defensive end, I feel like I'm a decent uh, one-on-one defender, decent help defender, uh, rebounding, energy, and I set picks, man. I set some mean picks. I was like, uh, like a bigger Tony Allen. I would say. I was more going to say like a, like a Corey Brewer no, I'm type. I'm I got zero offensive confidence, but I have a thick jack frame and I hustle my ass off. Uh, you do not have a thick jack frame, Sam. <laughs> I do not have a thick jack frame. I am a small man. You're like a, uh, you're a Corey Brewer. Don't compare me to Corey Brewer. Corey Brewer is one of the ugliest players in the NBA. What the hell do you think you are, Sam? <laughs> I think I'm a fine looking gentleman. <laughs> oh you're talking about looks i thought you were talking about i know yeah i immediately went into cory brewer's uh uh superficial his uh, his appearance uh no but cory brewer can shoot i can't shoot you need a guy who's just like purely hustle and defense hey and hey, i'm hey. gonna say impacts winning but not where nowhere near to where marcus smart is i'm gonna take a stand like a guy here who, like impacts winning five percent of what marcus smart does i'm gonna take a stand here and say we cannot bash players' looks on this podcast. We can call people gorgeous. We can talk about people's eyelashes when they're beautiful eyelashes. But I don't think we should be the podcast that bashes a player's looks. I think we're above that. I think That's fair. I, it's Corey, I, I, I feel bad for doing it now, but I ha- I've historically had that take about Corey Brewer specifically. You could have said any other player in the NBA, and I wouldn't have gone there, but... I've long said that about Corey Brewer, and now now you're making me feel bad about it. But uh, yeah, I I think yeah, I think we ha- I I have no comparison. <laughs> we have to be above that. Could, could you be like a PJ Tucker type? I like that. Uh, yeah, PJ Tucker can shoot. Uh, let's say PJ Tucker. I know I'm Luke Richard Mabamute. That's exactly who I am. It's all defense. Every time I go to the rim, missed layup. Not a great shooter. You don't want me shooting, um, but a solid defensive player and. Uh, a good addition to your team, a, a real scrapper, a real uh, a real gritty guy. We'll go with Maba Mute. I'm uh, yeah, yeah. We'll go with Maba Mute. We we've gotten a little off the rails. I think I think that's time to to end it there. That's got to be time to end it there. Um, we appreciate all you guys for asking questions. 
it's time for us. We're recording this just before Game 3 of the NBA Finals, so it's time for us to go watch that. If you don't subscribe to us already, you're stupid. But you can search for us, Lockdown Celtics, wherever you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, wherever else. We're the only Monday through Friday Celtics podcast. We are the greatest Celtics podcast ever created. And now we're uh, competitors with Terry Rozier, Mr. Tito himself, even though he doesn't like to be called Tito. So. <laughs> we'll keep calling him Tito, so at yeah. least I will. At least Tito 3-6. I feel like that one's got, that one's got staying power. Yeah, I, I agree. So we'll continue calling him Tito, especially now that he's a competitor. we got to needle him by calling him a name he doesn't like. I, I like that. He's, he's the enemy now. Tito's the enemy. I didn't think it would come to this, but it has. <laughs> yeah, Jay King and John Corrales, locked on Celtics. Millie.